0: Welcome into Sports Tonight. Emily Gangyan here with Lee Smith. We just got back from a very cool event, a luncheon, the Corky Kell Dave Hunter Classic. It's been renamed this season. Um, it's coming up next week. So high school football in the state of Georgia, just Ends over here. a week away, kicking off Wednesday. Four days of games, Lee.
1: Four days of Wednesday fun. Wednesday
0: through Saturday. So 11 games, four different locations it ends on that saturday at mercedes-benz stadium we heard from some of the best players in the state today and some of the teams playing in the classic and i think the overwhelming consensus is players cannot wait to play at the benz i forget how much of a treat it is for high school athletes to play there
1: oh yeah it's awesome you got a world class facility and it's 20 minutes down the road like who who else can say that i i know i certainly couldn't um I was lucky enough to play in uh, Old Bryant Denny Stadium in uh, Birmingham, Alabama one time, but that's nowhere near Mercedes-Benz. So
0: Yeah, but at the time it was probably Oh,
1: it was like a dream come feeling. true. It was yeah. awesome. It was awesome. So I can only imagine what these athletes are feeling right now when they get to go to you know, probably I don't know in my opinion, one of the top 5 stadiums probably in the world. So it's pretty cool. Um but yeah, a whole lot of good high school football on deck for uh for everybody and we got like, what, seven, eight days before football finally starts? It's here. Who can wait?
0: I can't wait. I can't wait. And kids don't want to play against their own teammates anymore. They want to go up against um, other teams, other athletes. They want to show what they have. Um, You know, Lee, I think you're going to agree with me when I say this. Um, Buford receiver and safety K.J. Bolden, he just committed to FSU on Saturday, so fresh off of a commit – to Florida State yep. in Tallahassee. Um, he's so excited and he gets to play with Dylan Rayola, the number one quarterback in the class of 2024, the UGA commit, the next coming of God from what we hear. He gets to catch passes <laughs> oh, okay. from this guy. And did he not say that he already knows the playbook inside and out? So if you're a UGA fan, just wait till you hear this. <laughs> Dylan Rayola, brand new to the team, already knows the playbook according to his receiver, KJ Bolden. And he said that he threw him a pass of 60 to 70 yards and he had never seen anything like it. So he said that personally he wants to own the record for, what did he say, touchdowns and receiving yards?
1: Touchdowns, I think, and receiving yards, yeah. Yeah,
0: for um, For that program, for Buford. And he's like, since I have Dylan here, I mean... I could
1: probably set it. (laughs) Right, (laughs) right.
0: So uh, right now, initial reports out of Buford is that Dylan Rayola is the real deal. I mean, we won't see them play until over a week from now, but he said – he thinks or he believes he could get that third ring. Uh, you know, run off, run off in the sunset to Tallahassee with three state championship that's rings.
1: Pretty impressive, right? Is three, <laughs> yes. is three out of four good? I don't know. 75%. Um, good. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good.
0: Uh, but I love the fact that he soon super, seemed super optimistic about the upcoming season, given the fact that Dylan Rayola is at quarterback and, um, UGA fans will be able to start watching him even closer now. Uh, because he's no longer in Phoenix, in Arizona. Mm -hmm. He'll be right here in fans' backyards. I I mean, I would love, you know, we should actually look into this. We should look into how many Georgia fans will start going to those games who have no affiliation with Buford
1: just to watch and support Dylan. Don't you think? Don't you think that place will be packed? Every Friday night it's going to be rocking. Just because of him? Well, yeah. I mean, well, the fact that, you know, you're a dominant, like, you know, Pretty much by this point, you're a nationwide powerhouse. So like, yeah, obviously adding the one piece that everyone wants to be in a Georgia uniform for uh, as a quarterback that's gonna draw a lot of attention. And I just hope I hope their high school field uh, can hold a ton of people. Because get ready, folks! You saw the last two or three seasons when they won championships were like good. You know, like this is gonna be a whole different level.
0: And, you know, just to add, um, Buford is not playing in the Corky Kell Dave Hunter Classic, but KJ was part of the Super 11. Yep. The best 11 players in the state of Georgia were invited to the luncheon, and he's part of those 11. So he's a senior, like I said, committed to FSU, going to Tallahassee next season. The goal this season is to win a third ring for him, and he'll be playing with Dylan Rayola. Pretty cool. We got to pl- talk to a, a, a whole bunch of athletes today, really. Um yep. And I want to—I don't want to sell you out here, Lee. But you were just like in a room full of athletes, kids, and you were like, "Man, I forget, right? Like you forget how good
1: high school football in Georgia is."
0: Yeah, like you forget yeah, the yeah. talent because they were just naming kids left and right that <laughs> we're, were in the room <laughs> going what, to these monster. We're programs. walking out of the
1: room and they're like, "So and so, four-star wide receiver, rank number, whatever, committed to Arkansas. to Arkansas," and that. That don't even think that about person it. wasn't included in this the the Super 11. So I was like, well, how crazy is that that you you can still go to Arkansas and like you're you're not like a top 11 in the room, which is that, that just, it's insane yeah. to me. The amount of talent in this state for high school football Sat. is crazy.
0: Yeah, so um, it was a really cool way to start our Monday. At least I thought so. Oh,
1: we talked to Sammy Brown too, uh, linebacker out of. Uh, um, Oh my gosh, What what high school? Jefferson High School?
0: I'm not sure, but he's going to Clemson.
1: yeah, he's going to Clemson. He was Georgia recruited him heavily, but he chose Clemson, but guy's a freak athlete. Um, all the recruiting services have him if not the number one, the number two linebacker in the entire country. So it's just crazy to be in a room full of like that much talent
0: and these kids were sharp when we interviewed them,
1: oh, yeah, they they're way they're sharp. years ahead of like.
0: Even just a few years ago, talking to high school kids, oh, it wasn't like that. But yeah. now, it's like they're marketing themselves. They know NIL is a thing. It, it's it. High school and college ball have become such a production, and, and kids know that they can make money now. So, you know, learning how to talk in front of cameras and talk to reporters and all that stuff benefit them. As soon as a company sees you at such a young age, be able to address the media in such a way, I mean, that would be automatic dollars right there. Oh, for you sure. Know? Um, But really quickly, the Quickie Cal Classic, um, Wednesday, August 16th, day one at Carlton. In Marietta, so Marietta is the first day of games. North Atlanta versus Johns Creek.
1: Marietta, they've got Rome and here.
0: And then Cal versus Parkview. Thursday's games. Roswell, that's um, Archer versus North Forsyth and West Forsyth I can't speak. Forsyth? Yeah, versus Cherokee (laughs) Bluff um, the next day Rome, as Lee said, on that Friday. And um, two games there. And then Saturday, like I said, four games at the Benz to wrap it all up. The night game is Walton versus Grayson. That's a 7 o'clock kick, which is usually 9 by the time all those games are done. It it, will go uh, on late. Yeah. And um, (laughs) I think I mentioned like the kids being so excited to play where the pros play on Sundays. But also what's cool about it again this year, Lee, is that those state championships are back at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So these teams want to start and end the season in the exact same place. Yep,
1: They've been playing at Georgia State the last couple of years. And uh, so now they're going to get back to the Benz.
0: And there's a reason for that. And that's because of instant replay.
1: (laughs) And what happened
0: last season. And we're not going to talk about that because that was very, (laughs) very. Sandy Creek
1: is still pissed, by the way.
0: That was awful. It was it was ab- the, the officiating absolutely awful. All right, before we continue to top football, let's break it up a little bit with some Braves chitter chatter. Um, Braves lose their series against the Cubs in Chicago. What's up with that?
1: What there is- we go. There we go. I'm um, sorry. Had to, was, <laughs> hey, I'm trying to multitask. I'm trying to move the little counter over here, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, they dropped series uh, two games. They won. Uh, well, they, they lose Friday. They win Saturday, and they lose Sunday. Um, and last night, Dansby Swanson had the go-ahead RBI against the Braves. Who would have uh, figured that? Um, but Matt Olsen is still, he's just tearing it up. 453 feet at he had a home run in the third inning, I think, and solo home run. So not a, only had one run, but whatever. But dude is on pace to just absolutely like smash home run records for the Braves. Um, he's somehow still behind Otani though. He's got thirty nine. Otani has forty.
0: And Otani takes like rest. Yes. <laughs> so it's very interesting yes. that that man is that good. But, uh, but Matt Olson's killing it. Wait, wait, you said he's number one in RBI still, right?
1: Uh, yeah.
0: But two in home runs?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Is our man um, still leading the league in strikeouts?
1: No. Oh, well, I don't you know about what? that. I don't think we should
0: keep up with him <laughs> on that. We, we, every time we come on here to talk about Braves, we should keep up with those three <laughs> records. Why are you laughing?
1: Got to Oh Yeah, I guess you got to throw the bad in with a good.
0: Is he? Let I think s- he might still be. Well,
1: the sh- I don't know. Um, the
0: strikeouts are right there, Lee. Do you need me to look it up?
1: No, I got it. Okay. No. Yeah. Go ahead.
0: Okay. I'm trying to find it out. <laughs> um, but another good thing, okay, listen, the weekend was bad, right? They lost the series. They yeah. won only the game, you know, game one of three. Um, they crushed the Cubs that game, though, eight to nothing. Max Fried is back. Yes. So we did not mention that and I thought it was very appropriate for us to have to say that. He's back. Max Fried the looked pretty Ace good, too. Is back. Um it was obvious to me, I don't know if you felt this way, Lee, that he... Obviously, got healthy, but the Braves did not rush him back in. Right. Like, he looked like he was poised. He was ready yep. to be back out there. It looked like he had command. So, for me, I was happy to see that because if you're the Braves, you've been waiting for your ace to come back. He comes back, and he looks great, and he, you know, helps with Well, the game. and they
1: also didn't have to rush him back because they know they have the best offense in all of baseball. So, that right. usually helps out when you can just rely on the bats and you don't have to have great pitching. You just have to have good enough pitching. But uh, yeah, it's good to see that Max is back, and um, maybe maybe sometime in September, Kyle Wright comes back too. You never know. But if you can get uh, both of those guys back, you got a, a solid solid chance to make a deep deep run, um, even without the offense. I mean, like because um, I know Bryce Elder kind of got rocked, and then like a baby, and then Charlie Morton got rocked both this uh, this weekend. So. They, yeah, they, they need they got they got to get better pitching out of those guys, but um, but it is good to see Max back.
0: All right, so now I have the stats up, Lee. So um, Matt Olson, though he he's right on Shohei Otani's It's like heels. Yeah, Otani forty home runs on the season at number one, and then Olson got thirty nine. Yep. And, and you know the closest to that is Alfonso at three with thirty one. So I would imagine those two are going to stay like one and two for a while if they continue to play the way they have. And Matt Olson hasn't slowed down at all. I mean, he's been no. hot week no. after week after week after week. And, yes, my man Spencer Strider still leads the league in strikeouts with 208. The closest is <laughs> Gossman with 177. It's so crazy. it's going to take a minute for anybody to catch up to Strider as long as he keeps throwing the heat, man. Or,
1: or two crazy awesome Strider games.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but they start a three-game set at the Pittsburgh Pirates starting today. Um, You know, so I don't know, Lee. You know, uh, you were talking about records earlier. The, they still have the best record in baseball.
1: They, have, they are tied now with the most wins. Technically, they have the best winning percentage, yes. Yeah. The and, Orioles and the Braves both have 70 wins. The Orioles have 42 losses, and the Braves only have 39 losses. So they have the best winning percentage. So technically, yes.
0: We like that. So they're at the Mets. Oh, no, I apologize. Okay, yeah. They're at the Pirates for a four-game set, guys. I said three. Four-game four games. set. And then, and then, then the four Mets. at the Mets. Yeah. Then the Yankees come to town. <laughs> and then the Giants come to town. So, you know, these teams... Um, Other than
1: the Mets, I mean...
0: Decent. Decent. So, you know, let's have some fun the next couple weeks. But for, for sure, for this, you know, next week, uh, Pirates, Mets, on the road. So we'll continue to talk about the Braves as By the way, go. I
1: just want to throw this flat Matt Olsen thing out. Yeah. Dude's got 97 RBI. Yeah. 97. Yeah. He needs three more to get triple 100. digits.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> crazy. And the
1: next closest is Garcia in, te- uh, in Texas with
0: 89. 89. That's crazy. It is crazy. But, I mean, good. good that was... Like Okay, let's think about it And then Otani
1: is the next with 82. So Olsen has 15 more RBI than Otani.
0: Alex Anthopoulos, would you think that's Two. his be- best pickup so far? Would you think that's the best thing he's done since he uh, has become GM? I'm trying to think. It was ugly, though. Listen, in the moment, yes. guys, it was ugly because it meant Freddie Freeman was no longer playing for the Braves. And then you heard all these stories about, you know, how it went down. Um,
1: the best free agent or the best,
0: just the best player he's been able to bring in doesn't matter. Like, period. because
1: what, uh, what Michael's doing in center field is pretty special too.
0: And he signed him right away. And right? Strider. <laughs> okay. I,
1: I'll still, I'll still say Olsen. I mean, if he plays like this, yeah, it's Olsen. I don't really think it's that close actually. Best
0: trade, right? It was a trade, wasn't it?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm talking about somebody that wasn't brought in through the, like, brought up through Through the the Braves organization. Yeah, Yeah. through the the farm
0: system. All right, well, Lee, I I like it. Matt Olson, keep doing your thing. Spencer Strider, stick with it. Um, I think there's a lot, a lot of good with the Braves right now. A lot of good. (laughs) It has been good for a while now. A lot of good. Very spoiled in Atlanta.
1: A lot of good, but guess who else is spoiled?
0: Oh, great. A lot of great. A lot of good to a lot of great. Week Everyone two. in Athens
1: is spoiled. <laughs>
0: yeah, Week two of UGA football camp on deck. Tomorrow we get to hear from defensive coaches in Athens, um, which is great. Lee, I want to put this out there for people who don't know. Like With the Falcons, we get to hear from their defensive coordinator, offensive yep. coordinator, special teams coordinator once a week throughout the season. They make them available on certain days. We get to talk to them if we have questions. They don't get to hide in their offices. They come out. They speak. They answer questions. They go home very Great. different
1: from the college format
0: correct during the season we do not ever hear from offensive defensive special teams running backs whatever it is we don't get to hear from any coaches at all until bowl season when the bowls make them available to us yep. so we go however many months without hearing from like last year todd monk and we would have loved to hear from him it never did um but you know georgia is making the coaches available tomorrow they do this every once in a while during the preseason. uh you can ask questions. We'll hear hopefully from Mushchamp, Will Mushchamp, who's like one of the, the best to speak to because obviously he was the head coach, he gets it, and he's just like a truthful guy. You like to hear it. Charismatic, he outgoing,
1: to say. you know. Yeah.
0: So I think we'll get a lot of insight from the defensive coaches, who by the way, like you said, spoiled at UGA fans are spoiled, but you guys are gonna to continue to be spoiled on defense. Cause you look at that defense and you're like, what? Like who is going to be able to get through these guys? Kirby and his staff continue to recruit, and these players go out on the field and play their butts off, and the reason why they do that is because their head coach, Kirby Smart, was like, what? Do you want to say he was? I want to ask you, Lee. Was he the best defensive coordinator come through Alabama?
1: Yes, yes.
0: All right. So defensive mind, one of the best defensive minds there is out there is coaching that squad. On offense, you know, Kirby, that's the key right there, is Kirby has to have a mastermind on offense because he can't do that part of it but the defensive part of it stop that handle
1: i don't know if he can't do it but
0: well no he i mean obviously Kirby's is a genius when it comes to football and 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 we've talked about this before and people but might but if not you have notice. somebody else
1: worry about the offense well, you can just handle the defense correct
0: yeah. but that's part of it and i thought that's what was missing the first few years with Kirby is that he didn't have it's no you know i'm not like saying anything bad about the offensive coordinators before monken but, like, Munkin came in and everything changed. And if yeah. we want to know what changed in Stetson Bennett, like, if we want to have a real argument about how did Stetson change, it was because Todd Munkin coached Stetson Bennett. And he had to tell him what to do. And he was a teacher. And he he learned those lessons. And that was the difference to me in Stetson Bennett was the offensive coordinator. They spoke the same language at some point.
1: <laughs> I mean, and well, it also helps being a, a lot older and then – Staying in the same system.
0: Well, it was a different system once Munkin got there, Lee.
1: Yeah, but he at least knew the he,
0: air raid offense. Yes, quote unquote.
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, what? Got a? He got a, one more quarterback. I
0: know, Lee. Sometimes this is heartbreaking to talk about. Oh. Uh. Well, yeah. For anybody who's watching us, who hasn't watched us before, who's listening to us, Lee went to Alabama, just, huge Bama fan. This this hurts his heart every once in a while. I,
1: I'm used and to so my team reloading and donating every year. I'm not used to my team losing and not winning national championships.
0: And it's okay, It's Lee. been three years. Okay. We're officially
1: in a drought. It's been three years. Take a,
0: take a deep breath, and, and we're going to get through this. But week two uh, of camp, it's here. Um like I said, we'll hear from from defensive coaches tomorrow. We'll bring that to you, but it's it's a great time. It has been a great time to be a dog. I, I expect them. Uh, we'll we'll just talk about the defense to be you know fully capable in every way possible to to get it done.
1: Well, especially because you, know, cause you don't know line, which. Well, you line don't know. You don't know what you have on offense. So that defense is going to probably have to carry at least the first month of the season, if not the whole season.
0: That is the one scary part is, like, Carson Beck has been there, but we don't really know, right? Yeah. He's never started a game. We've seen very limited minutes from him uh, in actual games. Yep. So, and like, okay, and I don't want to say this. I don't want to jinx anything. And, you know, coaches would be so mad for me to say this. But what if Carson Beck is that guy? Then he gets hurt. And then you got Brock Vandegrift and Gunnar Stockton who have to hold up their end of the deal. When, by the way, neither of them have ever taken a, a, a single snap in college football, not yeah. not ever. Yeah. Right? Like, they were great. Like, what, were they both five-star?
1: I, I would just yeah. Uh, if they weren't, yes. they were four.
0: Um, you know, they came in with all the hype. But just so we're clear here, if, if Carson gets hurt, you're going to have a quarterback, Dog fans, that's never, ever played a down <laughs> of college ball in a real game. Brock Most got good. some during spring ball. And it was so funny when I talked to him after the game. He's like, yeah, like this is the first time I like get to hear the stadium while I'm out there, you know, actually having to work. (laughs) So um, we'll see what happens. But if Carson Beck stays healthy. Uh, you know, from from what we hear from the team, he can really throw the ball like a beautiful passer. Very good in the pocket. And then if, if they want to, you know, do a little bit of running, they want to do some, some quarterback keepers, they're going to have to keep uh, or put Brock Van in the game because uh, – from what we hear, Carson doesn't run with the ball that much. Yeah. Maybe look at him like a Matt Ryan. I'm not comparing them, but it sounds like he's more of a Matt Ryan. Can really passer, throw the a ball, a little bit of
1: mobility, just a little. Because you yeah. know Matt,
0: every once in a while would take off, and oh, it was absolutely. funny every time. But like he got some chunks. Because no some one, because no one ever
1: expected him to ever run past a lot of scrimmage. I
0: mean, yeah. So um, Matt Ryan, by the way, was at training camp uh, in Atlanta oh, yeah. last week. That's with, right. With his sons, pretty cool to see. Like very, very oh. cool to see. So, um, college ball in full swing. Lee, we were talking about how high school ball is basically here. Like, we are less than, what, three weeks away from being able to watch game one. Okay? Game one, less than three weeks away. The dogs don't have a fun schedule to me until you hit, like, Florida, Auburn. Yeah. Oh Ole Miss coming to town. It's a good
1: problem to have, I guess, if you're um, a Georgia fan.
0: So, you might be a little bored for the first few weeks. <laughs> might, not, might not get too much excitement. But, like, there's nothing... Um, like more amazing than thinking that like having like being 4 and 0 or 5 and 0 is boring or 6 and 0 is boring. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. I would love
1: to I would love to be bored again as a college football fan.
0: I know. All right. All right. Now we don't talk about the dream very often. This might be the first time I've ever talked about the dream on here. think so. The Atlanta Dream, the WNBA team here in Atlanta. Welcome yeah. if you don't know that they exist. They're here. <laughs> Lee, this was your topic. This was Lee's chosen
1: topic. Yeah, dude, they're, they're, you know what? Uh, We like to give credit where credit is due. And they are having a good season. Okay, let's go. All right, they're 15 and 13. And I know that doesn't sound amazing, but they've already, they're above 500. And last year, they only had 14 wins all season long. So they've already surpassed last year's win total. Pretty cool. Uh they they win last night against the uh, Indiana Fever eighty two to seventy three. And I think they had Yeah, Alicia Gray and Ryan Howard were both in double digits and scoring and I think last night let's see, when I was
0: Ryan st- Howard's a stud. She, a continues, stud. To be a, she uh, continues to be a she's
1: stud. She's had tw- nine this is this is her ninth game of twenty plus points or more.
0: So good. Out of Kentucky, they're yes. in the born pick, right?
1: Yes. Uh, last season,
0: rookie season now, this is year two for her, and she is just doing so well. Also, shout out to the fans, okay? I'm going to tell you why. Their 10th sellout of the season yesterday. Yeah. So, um, it's
1: a fun atmosphere over there.
0: Yeah, they've topped their 22 record for full-capacity games. They're on track to sell out most home games this year. So shout out to the fans that are going to the WNBA games and enjoying some good basketball from a team that's improving um this is great for them you you love to see it let's see
1: so they're fifth right now in the eastern conference um let's see their team leaders and this is from espn.com
0: and they're building right they're building
1: yeah they're building they're building um let's see so they're Team leader in points is Alicia Graves, 17.7. And then right behind her is Ryan Howard at 17.6. So a tenth of a point off. Um, and then, let's see. Uh, it's just, I thought it was really cool what they were doing last night. Because if you ever go to a game, it's a fun atmosphere. It's, it's a smaller arena. It's unique. But it's packed. Yeah. And like energy, DJs. Dancing, songs, <laughs> everything. Club. It's, a, it's a party. Club it's, a, it's a party. And yeah. it, it's a party in College Park.
0: <laughs> it's, a, it's a party in College Park. <laughs> it is. Tanisha Wright, their head coach, she was named WNBA Coach of the Month for July.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, they went 8-3 and three during that month. They had six straight wins to start off the season. It included a record-setting 112 points and a win over Los Angeles July 2nd. Um, she led the team to critical wins that put them back over 500. So listen, they're doing the right thing right now. And I think the, the only thing the dream have to do at this point, uh, Lee, is, is stay consistent. That's the thing is like last year we saw flashes of greatness from them. You're like, oh my gosh, Ryan Howard's balling. This club is turning around. And then they couldn't keep up with that momentum. So for me, if they are able to stay consistent with their play, I think that they'll be able to become one of the best teams, but that's super hard. Like I'm saying it like it's easy. Yeah, yeah. That's very hard to accomplish in any sport, not just the WNBA.
1: Well, Well, and also like, The uh, problem too is like the top three teams in the East all have like, what, 20 wins? Over 20 wins already?
0: Yeah. Baby steps, baby steps. And having that arena. So we got a little little way to go. A little way
1: to go, but certainly improving. Kind of crazy. We woke up yesterday. Everybody started their day. They got their coffee. They, (laughs) uh, well, from somewhere, they got their coffee. (laughs) They got their coffee. They're turning on the news, whatever, you know. Oh, and then they see that the, uh, U.S. women's national team lost to Sweden in the World Cup. Womp, womp. Womp, womp, womp. You're correct. So they're out. So it was nil-nil. Goes to penalty kicks. They lose 5-4. Oh, man. What a tough way to lose. You hit... Um, God. was it? Kelly O'Hara hit the crossbar. Not the crossbar. The, uh, the post. The far post. Oh. Heartbreaking? Well, I mean, when you won the last two in a row...
0: And they fought so hard. They
1: did. They to
0: get equal pay and to do all the things. And they were like, "Listen, like we win more than the men." And this, and, and listen, I'm not, I'm not fighting that they shouldn't have equal pay. Yeah. They should absolutely have equal pay. This is not the discussion here. But they fought so hard to get that, and you just hate to see that they lost because, like, I would have loved for them to continue to get paid.
1: <laughs> well, it. Well, it
0: with, could you imagine the bonuses, though? You like if you win yes. all the things that come yeah, along with it. All the
1: incentives, it. yeah, yeah. Well, it was just crazy because like they didn't score a goal. In regulation, what, three matches? Um, yeah. Two matches. Yeah. At, at least two. I can't remember if it was a third one. They too. seemed so disconnected
0: but, to me. I don't know. Yeah, notice, but something just, was off. Like, I don't know what it was. They weren't gelling. It seemed like they're just bad juju. But, you know, the, the, the unfortunate thing here is, yes, they lost and they're out. But for me.